Welcome, everyone. It is good to have you here in the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, uh, where you get to hear the pastors talk about the upcoming preaching text and uh, hear us pretend to be smart. Hi, I'm Pastor <laughs> Megan, and I'm here with Pastor Eric and Pastor Kevin. Hey, hey. And maybe I should just speak for myself when it comes to whatever I might I be pretending. <laughs> Oh, I just, you know what, I, um, to those of you listening, I want you to know that by and large, there's nothing we use for these podcasts that you probably don't have access to yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a, a good study resource, a good Bible with good notes. Um, you can find all those things too. And I'm not saying that like, so go do it yourself. I'm just <laughs> I'm saying, like, you know, give yourself some credit, too. Like, the work of theology belongs to us all, and uh, we all do this work of interpretation, and we're happy to, you know, go with you uh, in that journey, but... um but you, you've got something for yourself, too. I've, I've heard you all talk about Jesus. I know what's up. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for the work of interpretation you do in your own lives. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege that you send us to the text every week to, to look at it because, really, we get to be students alongside you. And we get to learn all week long learn a lot oh yeah and i feel like you know anytime folks that i get to be with any of you and hear you talk about any of these texts i'm I'm always just so grateful for the way that you know that wisdom is at work in you and and you continue to speak truth to us us your pastors you Mm -hmm. preach to us too so uh so thank you all for that this is that's just good stuff um hey we are in the gospel of mark as we talked about last week boy oh boy does mark just like to keep the party going um i don't think he breathes through (laughs) through the whole gospel nope it just it goes from one thing to the next so just to set the tone for y'all uh we talked about jesus baptism about him being in the wilderness and him basically saying hey the kingdom of god has come near it's time for the rest of chapter one jesus is out there doing the thing uh and by the thing, I mean particularly physical healing. There's a ton of physical healing in the second half of that chapter one. Uh, and there's also a fair amount of exorcisms. Um, so if that freaks you out, don't read Mark because <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot of that. Um, and I, and I, sometimes I don't quite know what to do with that except to say that um, that evil is there's real. There's a new sheriff in town. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> and he's the taking down the bad guys. The kingdom <laughs> yeah. of God is here. Hey, but it's but it is a testimony to the reality of evil, right? To the reality of struggle, of of the ways that we're plagued by by physical illness, but also by by suffering and by um, gosh, just you know, like we talk about in Lutheran circles, sin, death, and the devil, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. um, I don't mind that Mark claims that, right? Even if it kind of freaks me out a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not talking about exorcisms today. Well, just even to go on that, you know, some things haven't changed. Like yeah. there is so much healing needed in our world. Amen. And, um, you know, that that goes along with the privilege, too, of being invited into some really challenging situations in your lives. And we're so grateful to step into that with a word of hope and encouragement, uh, no matter how challenging it is. But it's I think it does say something about the character and the heart of God when the very front end, it's all the front end of this gospel is all loaded with healing stories 
ways, as in God wants to step in and intervene in the lives of God's people. Um, I mean, even before we get into to chapter two here, just looking at the, the leper story right before chapter two, you know, a leper comes to comes begging to Jesus and kneeling before him, if you choose to make me clean, you can. And then verse 41 says, moved with pity. That's the, yeah. that's the heart of God, right? Is that God's heart breaks for our own sickness and struggles. And um, I think it was a couple weeks ago now, Pastor Eric preached a good word on seeing God at work in the midst of, how would, how would you kind of put it, this, that sermon that you just did? That we saw God fulfilling prophecies and promises in the Old Testament, yep. in the New Testament, and still today, mm, just as yeah. he's always promised. Yep, It's a promise that you can absolutely trust and cling to. And, you know, we see that in this reading through healing. And I also wanted to just say the, the question about, you know, it's weird that he's also casting out demons and what's that all about? Um, well, if nothing else, just take comfort knowing that um, that Jesus has authority over, um, as Pastor Megan said, sin, death, and the devil, sin, sin, um, death, and evil, however you want to say it, and that in his name you do too. So you don't have to be afraid. You belong to God in Christ, and so you um, have that same uh, power over all those things in this world. We still go through them. We still experience them, but we have the victory in the end. That's a promise from God. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's neat, though, to hear then shifting to this story today in chapter two, because this is one of those things where friends notice something concerning about them and someone else. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I mean, you've experienced it. I know I have, where you're like, you look at a friend and you're like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, this is, you're not okay, are you? Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, right. even if you're not okay, because I'm here. Yeah. And I'm here to help and to listen and to not fix nothing because i can't Mm -hmm. but i can be there with you and i feel like that's kind of the 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 genesis of where this story comes out of we all take turns being the one who needs help yeah yeah (laughs) and that's actually it's a really good point because while in the end of chapter one it's so many people you know self-identifying in some way like hey jesus i would i would like to be cured of my leprosy now please i do so choose um this one, we don't hear anything from the person who who wishes to be healed. We don't even know hundred <laughs> percent for sure that this person wishes to be healed, right? There are that word doesn't get said, but there is that sense of um, of advocating for another, of petitioning on behalf of another, of 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 going to someone and saying, "Are are you okay? Can can I help? Let let me help you in this hard time." Um, that I think is kind of beautiful about this particular text. Um, it reminds me of a church, modern day oh. church. I mean, that's you know what we're all here to do: support each other. We know we belong to the kingdom of God, even when people are hurting. And I mean, I'm just thinking about Easter's care ministries. And if you looked at the website, you would see support groups, care companions who will walk one by one to one with someone going through something. Um, Then there's the prayer team and the caring card writers who are doing the same things that we see in this reading. It's kind of like the beginning of the church where we just care for other brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, putting that lens on it, on um, what does it mean for we who are the church today to care for each other? Uh, how about we listen to the reading for this week? We are reading from Mark chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 12, which is not a short reading, folks, but it is a good story. So settle in. Uh, yeah, chapter 2, verse 1, when 
Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days. It was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there were, was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door. And he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came bringing to him a paralyzed man carrying, carried by four of them. And, they, and when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, why do you raise such a question in your hearts? Which is, which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, stand up and take your mat and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat, and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Here ends the reading. Mic drop. Boom. Point Jesus. We have never seen anything like this. Yeah, right? <laughs> Love it's, that. I, um, so I was reflecting to Pastor Kevin and Pastor Eric as we were preparing to hit record about how I remember as a kid in Sunday school, we had some song about this story and the end of it, the the right, there's a little clap along to it and I'm not going to sing it, but I, the, the verse is something to the effect of, um, thank you God for four friends. Give me God some more friends who believe God like those four friends in the glory of the Lord. And I, what I kind of like about that, like the punchline of that song is it's not about hey god give me so much faith it's like hey god surround me with people who believe and who care and who trust in god's power um bring it you know bring me those people like make me part of those people which you know if we're honest that's that's what church is that's that's as good as faith yourself and maybe according to this story maybe even better than your own faith yeah right because it's i mean the, the we don't know what this guy believed right like if, if we want to say things like oh you know if you if you just believe hard enough good things are gonna happen to you um this ain't got nothing to do with that guy's faith he didn't do anything he's just hanging out it's his buddies who are hauling him up to the roof digging a hole in the roof which how dare they by the way <laughs> ruining someone's roof like that lower their friend through the roof taking that risk of dropping their friend in the midst of of a crowd in front of a guy I'm going to presume they've never met. Because um, they just knew he, that he could heal. They just knew he could heal. They, they'd heard, they'd seen, they trusted. This was all about the faith of the community, mm-hmm. not necessarily the person on the mat. And there's something already so compelling about Jesus in one short chapter of the gospel that people do want to get close to him. I mean, even just setting up this story, right? He returns to Capernaum, um, which is on the Sea of Galilee. That's a beautiful spot, by the way. Hopefully you have a chance to travel there. Mm. Um, But Capernaum just simply means house of Nahum. So they're at this town, this community, right? And it's funny because it says it was reported that he was at home. You can just see how the telephone game just played out. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, just kind of like, Jesus okay. Jesus oh my gosh, here. did you hear Jesus is here? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's just like, it's just like people are just so drawn to him because immediately there's no more room. It's like trying to score Taylor Swift tickets or something, right? It's like all these things kind of come into him. So everybody's showing up there, but there is something so compelling about the healing that he's already done that, 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 you know that that the crowd is brought in, um, and at some level we do have to get out of the way for people to meet Jesus. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I feel like I'm the one who's most in the way, um, and and that's why having a community around you is really important. This is the value of being a part of a life group here at Easter. Um, life groups are a great opportunity for you to connect with a small group of friends um, or just people you haven't honestly met, but you give them a chance, and you find we actually have a lot in common: our age, life stage something's going on uh, man up uh, soul sisters these are all great groups where you're able to not only kind of be in community um, but the word is present there too and you learn and you grow together and you support one another I mean that's really the kind of the point of it is just to have another place where you can be fully more honest and authentic about the journey as much as you can uh, kind of kind of what's going on with that um, and it's interesting they don't spend a lot of time on the diagnosis of this person no yeah you know it's like this <laughs> and for that matter like the guy doesn't even have a name like he's fully defined by his condition which like how much more lack of identity can be given to this poor guy right but i'm also grateful that they're not like giving me the play-by-play of the diagnosis or the treatment strategy you know it's like i've been in that conversation too it's like you are you are your treatments now as opposed to saying yeah this is who i am as a human being and i'm juggling these things Um, but you're right there's no there's really nothing that's kind of uh you know kind of thing but then jesus is really insulting in verse five I mean, what do you, what do you make of this? <laughs> I know, right? And I get that Jesus is making a point. Like, I get that he's he's drawing people to hear how you know he says, "Oh, you've, your your sins have been forgiven," and they're like, "Ew, gross! No, that's not what no." And nobody's here for that. Like, right. make him better. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, "Okay, but do you hear what you're saying? Which is harder, to forgive sins or to or to make well?" And so I'm gonna you know to make the point, I'm gonna make him well as well. But so I get that Jesus is leading to a point. Um, and I don't super love <laughs> this vulnerable person in a, in a really painful and difficult part of life is, is being made into an object lesson mm-hmm. for Jesus. So I will admit that not, not always does Jesus make super good sense to us. Um, hang with him. Like, like he's going somewhere with this, I promise. Um, in particular, the fact that ultimately, right, he, he shows great compassion for this person, gives, gives this person the fullness of life on all levels. Um, so yeah, I, I, I get that Jesus is being a little, um, being a little tricky mm-hmm. in his point making here. Yeah. Um, he is the son of God, so maybe I will give him that benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a but it's a it's a tough one. It's a I perfect think perfect opportunity for him to show you know continue to show that power that we were you know talking about in the verses prior, um, and to attribute that his power is to forgive sins and he can he can heal too but ultimately you know he's here to set things right Um. and and so it was a perfect opportunity and by by attributing it to the brokenness in the world uh he he's setting up that that fight with the Jewish leaders that will result in mm. his eventual crucifixion. Yeah. So um, it's like he's, they were there. There was this great crowd and they were there too. So it's like, 
this perfect storm for what Jesus is is here to accomplish. I love that you use the phrase there, Pastor Eric, he's here to make things right. Um, I, I am so struck by that because I, as I think about the people that we know in our lives who who need healing, who need um, forgiveness, yes, but who, I mean, maybe just, you know, plain old physical healing, um, I think about what, what would make that right. And, and I know that we do not always see that that beautiful and full uh healing that we really desire for people we love and so maybe that's part of the way to to reframe what we're hoping for and what we're watching for in those situations what's what's making things right you know where is their wholeness where is their hope where is their love uh where do we hear a word of grace um even when healing doesn't look the way we want it to the way we hope for the way that we even demand (laughs) um does it mean that that Jesus' power isn't revealed in that place and in that moment. Yeah, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about the times where my prayers with people in hospital rooms feel so meager. When we, we go ahead and boldly pray for healing, but sometimes it, it just feels like such a little thing compared to what they're facing. Yeah. You know, and we but we but we pray and we don't know what the healing looks like. Yeah. And and just like we've seen, you know, both in this story and in the stories previous to, to Luke too, um, what healing looks like in all those stories is all a little different. There's different kinds of healing, including that healing of, of, of casting out of demons. And you can tell whatever story you want about that, that that's really a, a, a statement on, on, on mental health, you know, right? Like there's lots of ways to kind of parse that out. And in some ways I don't care, right? It's, it's this full healing power over what it means to be human, whatever, whatever hurt there is, whatever uh, brokenness there is, whatever suffering there is, like Jesus speaks a word of healing into that. Jesus speaks a word of hope and of promise and of power into that. And, mm-hmm. and even if it doesn't look the way I hope and expect, um, it is still good and it is still of God. Yeah, I see him drawing all of these things with him to the cross. Mm. And that's where we know the final victory, you know? I mean, that is that is the point where as, you know, this, uh, Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever um, looks to him will, will, will have life. And um, so even if we don't see all that on this side of life, we know that he died and rose for us. We have the final victory over sin death and evil sin death and the devil Mm -hmm. and um that that is the promise for us in as this life comes to an end um the continuation of our eternal life yeah i think it's really important too to to just realize in all of these stories in these healing ones but particularly this one here nowhere does it says that god caused the paralytic to have whatever situation ah yep that person Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. and lots of times we get confused by that like we think god is doing something to us as a as a Right, yeah. <laughs> as something that we have done or earned or deserved or we what need did bad I do thing. to deserve this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to see like Jesus is only there to help; He's not there to cause cause of those things. And I think that's just such a huge distinction for us to hold on to. Um, and I love the question at two at the end of verse seven because I think that kind of gets at it too: Who can forgive sins but God alone? Like the Mark is using this crowd to ask a question to be able to show us it is God alone. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what's kind of being teased or pulled back slowly for us to kind of because we're if if it just came well mark did come out and say it at the beginning this is jesus the son of god <laughs> and we're like nope no no prove no. it, prove it. <laughs> yeah and then and then literally he's like well hold this while i kind of go the rest of the way here and i will tell you all of these stories that will show you but this is one of those things where the paralytic didn't do anything to deserve this. This was unfortunately the accident of chromosome or health or whatever the situation was, but that Jesus is present to, to actually bring healing to it and to show us that God, that's God's heart and activity in the world is for healing. Amen. And so God brings doctors and nurses and mm-hmm. more learning all the time. And and doctors and nurses and, and communities and people of faith and care companions and life groups and confirmation small groups and uh, support groups I mean, th- this is all the work of healing, right? This is the work of relationship. This is the work of faith. This is where we hear that good news that that Jesus is indeed for us and that no matter what junk life has thrown at you, no matter what wilderness you've been in, no matter what you suffer from, I mean, that's just kind of that theme keeps coming up all through these stories in Mark that, that life truly is hard. And, and here in the community of faith, here in the presence of Christ, uh, there is good news. There is a word of healing. There is a word of hope. There is a wo- word of wholeness. Sometimes it's kind of surprising the way it takes shape, um, but it is at work, and it is and it is at work here and now among us today. And friends, that that is good news. Um, and so with that. Hey, thank you for joining us here on the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where together we grow in faith and carry carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, folks.